I know you as a chess master, international master. I know you as a crossfitter. But I had to ask you, I was coming up for this show, are you also a yogi? A a, a yoga yogi? Like, does that mean I do a, a yoga? yoga yogi. What's, a, what's a yogi? Well, that's a good question because I don't even know technically what a yogi <laughs> what is. is. I'm, I'm All I know Google is that, that right now. Because when you said yogi, <laughs> both yogurt, yoga, and being like some sort of spiritual guru, all three popped in my head. But did Yogi the Bear pop into your head? Because that's what I'd always reminded me of. And I never understood why yoga people called themselves yogis. Uh, Maybe some of our listeners can help. I don't know. Okay, yeah. So so I was right on the yoga thing. I do do yoga. I also do CrossFit, as you said. I, uh, I'm, I'm into the Yogi Bera stuff. So let's just say that this week was my first yoga okay. ever. Okay. Uh, but but let's let me that was the end that was yesterday let me roll it back let me tarantino this okay? okay so let's just say about four days ago i couldn't stand up okay two days before <laughs> that okay. I, I i couldn't get up off the floor um so much that i had to go to urgent care to get some muscle relaxers because on day two of insanity workout james getting in shape Let's just say I pulled all my muscles in my back oh so my much gosh. that like they were spasming nonstop, and I just couldn't. It felt like someone was jabbing me in the back with a knife. It was it was the worst experience of my entire life. I'm sorry to hear that. The uh, it was pretty pretty rough. Well, I, I'm glad. So why so yoga was recommended to you as a potential sort of thing to kind of help cure this this ailment? Is that why you you went to your first yogurt class? Well, so Heather's been always trying to get me into the yoga, and I've always been like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's for me. I don't really like to stretch, and I'm not flexible. And after a while, she kind of convinced me to do it. But, like, literally last – it must have been the day that we recorded last week. We got home. We did Insanity. We're getting into it. And, and, you know, I had done Insanity like five years ago, which is like kind of P90X. You know about Insanity? Yeah, yeah. No, I've done it. Insanity is – Insanity is is Shanti, right? That is the Shanti. Yo, I do love yo, me some Shanti. Yo, get some water, everybody. Get some water. Get some water, everybody. Get some water. <laughs> exactly. He's, he doesn't, like, yell at you, which is nice. He's kind of very motivating. He does like right. to talk a lot. But I – somewhere between squatting and suicide drills, my back was all like, nope, uh-uh. Yeah. And yeah. I stretched. I was stretching, like, in doorways, trying to stretch down. Um, Heather was still doing it. I'm just like freaking out because my back is just like, it's like, cr- I could feel the cramping coming on and I could still walk. And then all of a sudden after it was all over, like a half an hour later, I was trying to do some laundry and it still hurt. And all of a sudden it just cramped up so hard that I fell to the floor. Oh my in gosh, ang- dude. Like, wow. It was terrible. It was terrible. So you have gone, I, thought I, I like, mean, if we're doing the evolution of the last few weeks of podcast, you've gone from you know, New Year's existential life crisis to realizing exercise needs to be a part of who Mots is regularly to now going over the top, if you will, in exercise. Not, I don't even say that as a judgment, but as a clear, you know, sort of, you know, conclusion that we're gathering based on the fact that you, you threw out your back. So you've, you've really yeah. evolved over the last few weeks. Yeah. And I would say that my body was not ready. It was just, it was like, nope, uh-uh. Um, I didn't know what was going on. And, and these things, of course, everyone, go, you go to WebMD, you're like, am I dying? Did I pinch a nerve? Right. Like, did I Is it over did soon, I slip Doc? Just tell me the truth, right? 
Exactly. Do I have to get shots? Should I go to an emergency room? And I, I was walking like I was like 100 years old. I was just like, oh, I can't even. And every time I would, you know, try to stand straight, that was the that was the issue. I would go from like I was like essentially shifted 10 degrees to the left or to the right for like five days. And as soon as I would try to come to the, the forward or basically whenever I wanted to move, my back was just like, no, uh-uh. and it was like it clenched up so hard. So I guess I kind of wanted to ask, like, since you are a CrossFitter and a yogi, like, have you ran into this? Has this ever happened to you before? Am I, well, or is I it mean, just I've, me and I've my body? been, despite CrossFit's reputation of being, you know, I think, I think it has a reputation in some circles of being like super intense for crazy, you know, over the top type A psychos, which I'm not saying I'm not, but I'm saying that it's not a... It's not nearly as intense or as something that people should worry about as long as you have good coaches and you're, you don't have a lot of ego about how much weight you're lifting. And so it's, it's like scale. I think CrossFit is brilliant in the sense that even after doing it for four years, like I'm just as exhausted at the end of a CrossFit workout as the dude on day one because the way it's scaled, you know, I'm sort of like going harder or doing things that are harder than he or she is, right? But I, I've been very careful. I, I had one time a year and a half ago where I deadlifted too much and potentially, but deadlifts are kind of my jam. All right. I, I do pretty good on deadlifts. I don't know if you've seen, I got a big butt. So, um, Oh yeah. So I've, yeah, you, know, you got it. I got that junk in the trunk, yo. Um, so I, I, I've been very careful. I, I've, I've been really sore at times. And, and again, like that's part of the thing with CrossFit is I'm sore right now. Like my, my lats are sore cause we did a ton of pull-ups and my, my booty is sore. Okay. Um, also, my knees were sore because on Monday we did, that was what we did today. On Monday, I, we did a bunch of snatches where you're kind of going off the ground and back. So I was snapping my knees a whole bunch. But that's the thing about CrossFit. It never ends. And then the yoga I do, I only do a once a week yoga class. And I, it, it's so challenging in so many ways. I bring my yoga into the coaching I do with, um, I, you know, everyone knows I'm coaching Nashers Middle School now. And, um, so I do all these like stretches with the kids beforehand and they're always like, oh my God, how can you get in that position with jeans, bro? Like what's going on? Um, junior high kids are the worst, by the way. Have I told you that? Yeah, they're the worst. Um, but I, you know, I can't, I have never to this date and I'm, I have to knock on wood. I have never old man injured myself yet. And I love you, but what you did wasn't you old man injured yourself and that's okay. We're getting old Mots. I expect to do it to myself any day. I probably just literally put it karmatically into the universe that I'm about to hurt myself at CrossFit. But you know, I, I have yet to do that like old man injury where I'm like, holy shenanigans, my shoulder's never going to be the same again kind of thing. So I've been lucky. Yeah, I felt really, I did feel like old man injury. And then I was reading on forums and people were tweeting at me because uh, I tweeted about it. I tweeted like, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm, I'm on the couch. I literally can't move. And then someone, someone tweeted, they go, oh yeah, I did this last week. I was trying to, they're like, I was in the driver's seat and I saw a piece of paper in the back seat and I tried to reach for it. And my back was like, nope, <laughs> you know, you know, it's like, you don't really understand like how much your back can actually your muscles, your body is so complex. It's absolutely crazy. Well, I'm, and I'm super shocked that you never had any issues with CrossFit, but I guess you're right. I, I think for me, the stereotypes of yoga that you have to be super flexible and then CrossFit that you have to be crazy to get into it kind of are blowing my mind because I, I did the yoga, but there's this 30 days of yoga. I'll put it in the show notes. 
and we're on day three now. Right. It's the first time I did it. Okay. And this was all about stretching. And I was like, I can do all these stretches. Like my body is like, all right, let's do this. Like this feels good. And like you're quiet and no one's huffing and puffing or anything. So this is my new jam. I think uh, I didn't, I haven't really told Heather that I really like it all that much, but after day one, I was like, yeah, I could, I could see me doing this again. You know, Yeah, I, I mean, yoga is, yoga is really great for you. And I, I think both of us are going to yoga for the right reasons for our body. Most, most men I think going to yoga are looking for the right female to male ratio, you know, and, uh, and they're, because it has the stereotype of like a bunch of mostly women in yoga classes. And I'm sure that that is that way in your class too. But the yoga I've done is like super intense yoga. Like it is mostly women, but I'm like literally like getting destroyed by this yoga. Like I can't, I've learned that my ankles like when I'm doing like half moon and I'm all up in it, like it's like I don't want, I don't think she does power yoga, our coach, or she's not a coach, whatever she is, she's a yogi master girl, but but like I can't do almost everything, and it's really great to try to hold yourself in position. So I, I encourage you to keep going to yoga for all the right reasons, and it sounds like you are. I think you should keep going. I think so. Heather and I, we try to go to a class where it's the paired yoga. Like I forget what the official name is, but. It would be like two people together, like a lot of people are like on their back and lifting them up and oh, okay. doing those different moves. That was terrible. That was that, I've never done that. Kind of I've never done that. So <laughs> you know, it's it's almost that trust fall, but it's not you're not falling. Well, the person's like falling into you, right. but then you're like holding them up and they're trying to do crazy things. And people that were really good, they were like going three sixty circles upside down. I was like, oh, I don't. That's scary. Yeah. I don't. I, do I could do. I could do some pretty sweet crow though. Yoga. I am. Um, do you know what crow is? I don't know. What is that? So crow is you're on the ground and um, you basically go from nothing into a handstand. So uh, the way the process by which you do that at first is like you've got like your arms that are really solid. And what you do is you kind of put your your knees slash like lower thighs, kind of your your hammies, like you, you rest them on your own frame. So at first step of crow is just your feet are kind of lifted off the ground, right? And you can kind of hold that position in like a little apex of being solid. And then slowly you like go from there by putting your head on the ground and pushing up to like a headstand. And then it's really hard to do a handstand because believe it or not, head, headstands are a lot easier than handstands because your, your head is so strong and it kind of just holds you up. You can hurt your neck, but... So I can do a crow. Uh, I don't know that I can totally, I can't go many times from nothing into a handstand because, you know, Papa Bear could probably lose 10 pounds. I mean, you know, hey, I love my body, all right? Thanks for judging, all right? Now Danny's in his own self-deprecating conversation with himself as he continues. But, <laughs> no, so here's the thing. Like, I had a CrossFit workout last week that was a ton of handstand push-ups, which is where you throw yourself on the wall and you lift up. And I can outdo Ben. Ben's kind of like my CrossFit, I'm going to compete with you, buddy. Everybody needs it. I'm gonna compete with you, buddy. You, you got you. So you to the the person that pushes you to go even farther than you're comfortable. Then with, you probably basically. should. And and yes. Yeah. And and so we we like that. Even if we don't work out together, we're always looking at times. And he smoked me on that one by like six seven minutes because after the first like tw it was a total of seventy five handstand pushups in this wad that's broken up into three sets of twenty five. And after the first set of twenty five, which I nailed, like I I just tend to rely on my upper body too much. So then I'm like. I'm like lifting 200 pounds in like, you know, from the ground all, you know, as high as I can extend on the wall a lot of times. And he's only lifting like 175. I mean, it's just, I just couldn't do it. So he smoked me on that one. So, but anyway, anyway, back to, I don't want this to turn into a full Yogi CrossFit session because that's what us CrossFitters will do. The first rule of CrossFit is the opposite of the first rule of Fight Club. 
Okay. First rule of CrossFit. You always be talking. Always be talking, always talking about, about CrossFit. And, oh, and I'm not even a big CrossFit yeah. proselytizer. I mean, this is like, this is probably the most I've ever talked about CrossFit in our, you know, in all of our podcasts. But, um, but yeah. Yeah, so. we did a good job of keeping off the, off the CrossFit, even though we know that you love it so much. Yeah, but I think really, that, you know, know, people know Danny. People know that you love the CrossFit. I CrossFitted with you once. That's right. And it was you, pretty you, good. It's called CrossFat in, in past times. I CrossFatted you, you with cross you. You CrossFat. Yeah. CrossFat. Just like there's like deer and deer are the same or like for crossfit it's crossfat so there you go any hooters well i i can share an old man story with you if it would make you feel better Ooh, it would because i actually felt really terrible all of last week i just i felt like you kind of get in that mode there where you you kind of your body is useless at this point which means you're not really walking at all you feel useless around the house yeah. you just feel i felt terrible about myself now i'm actually going into work i can stand straight Muscle relaxers, those are those are a thing of joy. Um, those are mm, you can understand why stuff. people get addicted to those babies. So be careful, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I put them away now. After four days, I'm like, I put hide those. You know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would love to know your old man story. I'm, I, well, I have I, not hear, heard I it, so I'm the, ready. Did I share the uh, story where coaching junior high basketball? I got I got kind of tripped up yet no okay so this is i don't think so no so this is a great story then that is it's really nothing but shame and humiliation for dan so we're just going to dive into yes um i'm ready so i you know obviously i've been knee deep in this stuff and doing lots of coaching with these kids and the kids are all great i've fallen in love with all of them i tease them the junior high schoolers about being little nightmares but they're they're great and i can say that because one of them is my own little nightmare but they're you know it's a really good solid group of kids uh, I think some good, talented athletes. So we were, you know, I was working with them on boxing out for rebounding, which is huge because especially at the, I mean, it's literally one of those things that has to be taught that almost never gets intuitive about basketball for young players because, like, as soon as the ball goes up, to they just want to watch it like it's a rainbow and then wait for it to either fall to them or they all just start jumping like jumping jacks. Like the process of the moment the ball is released from a shooter's hands, your goal should really be to find the nearest body to you that's wearing an opposite color jersey, throw your butt on them, and push them away from the basket. That's boxing out. And that's what you have to do to rebound at a high level, especially if you've always been short, like me when I was younger. And, and so we're teaching boxing out and I'm, and I'm like, I'm kind of working these kids a little bit. I'm a little bigger than them. Not, not overly physical, but I'm trying to show them like, Hey, this is what you do. And, and a little frustrated with them, but, and I've already like boxed out all of them many times. And don't worry. I, I mostly destroy them. All right. I don't want you. Hey Dan, how's your ego? My ego's fine. All right. But this one, this one, so set up last week as I was lining up with uh, one of the kids who will go nameless. Just, I don't, I just don't like to name kids names. Um, but he's one of the faster players on the team, one of my favorite kids, and I was and and he was one of the faster kids or harder kids to box. So I said, so I'm gonna box out this kid, and I line up with him, and get set to to box him out, and he's trying to put a move on me, and I hold him for longer than I need to. Okay, like I won really, I won the competition. I held him for five to seven seconds. That's more than enough for your teammates to get the ball. I mean, I'm, I'm joking, but really I did. Like, and that was, that was all I was trying to do was just hold them long enough to prove to them like, hey, all you gotta do is like, it's three to five seconds and somebody on your team will get the ball if everybody does their job on the inside position of boxing out. But then like toward the end of me boxing out, like he put a move on me and I ended up backpedaling and basically just fell on my ass, just fell. 
They did it, and, the, and but all the kids loved it. They I assume they're just went like, bananas. They, they didn't just love it. They like they totally they embarrassed me because they're like oh, and like kids are like running around the court. They do this thing with like that age where it's like kind of a dab and kind of a like you got served kind of move. Like I don't know if you it's you a, have, it's a dab serve. If you have never dab hung serve. around a bunch of junior high schoolers who are just waiting for every possible moment where they can all agree that they're cooler than you, then you haven't really, like, felt tortured yet in life, okay? It's like their, li- it's like their life journey at that age is yeah. just to prove no, and that it's they so are funny better they're, than they're, you they're all such total dorks. They're all at the most awkward stages of their life, and they all know, really, in their heart of hearts, that that I did just win that competition and I'm, I'm teaching them. And so they all like, I think, I think that it's gone really well and we have a, you know, really good respect for the coaches, but just the fact that I fell down on my ass, basically they went nuts and have, they've been making fun of me about it at every practice ever since. And the only way to get through oh it goodness. is to like openly make fun of myself and, and use it as a teaching moment, which is actually fun. And, and I, um, you know, we've gotten through it and stuff, but it was, it was embarrassing because it was, after after being like you know me i'm like a super intense passionate person and i'm like like this is how you do it and when i'm like putting my foot down like they're gonna listen because i'm i'm teaching them and i'm a good communicator and they want to but then if i do it and then i basically get embarrassed by a 13 year old it's just like it was it was it was humiliating honestly (laughs) and i fell over and and the coaches were laughing because we have three other coaches and it was it was awesome, honestly. It was, it was a great memory. And as I told them at the end of the practice, which they said as an excuse, I said, look, guys, you're going to spend your whole life trying to be cool at this age and not stand out. And I'm going to let you in on a secret. The things you're going to remember most when you get older are the times that you embarrassed yourself and that you were willing to be foolish and that you just were having fun. And so I am. I was like, guys, like, thanks for letting me coach you. Like, I'm sorry I fell over. But they, you know... And I think that's true about life. You know, you remember, you don't remember, you remember big pivotal moments and you remember, you remember things you did that are kind of like make you blush and foolish and that's life. And it's kind of fun. So anyway, that, that, that was my yeah. old man story for last week since that's where we're sharing old man stories. Old man stories. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think that that's, what's funny is I, I definitely remember those parts because those become meaningful because guess what? There's not going to be a time anymore where I'm not stretching a whole bunch out or I've gotten to a point before I do insanity again or I know and I can tell signs of my body because, you know, your body's always trying to tell you stuff and, you know, you just got to pay attention to it. So those are all like learning lessons. And I think you're right to kind of give that reverse psychology onto them because you learned something that day. Don't mess with that kid. (laughs) But you also learned that, you know, I'm an old man now and I learned that maybe I shouldn't be doing the insanity workout without having worked out in the last you know six months so i'm gonna go back to it i'm gonna eventually i'm just gonna do some more yogaing i'm gonna do more ellipticaling um and i had a friend actually just moved down um her and her boyfriend uh, who i'm friends with both she's super into crossfit so maybe i'll have a crossfit buddy over here yeah. and i'll maybe try to and, go and once i, I work you, up some back muscles because i don't again know. i don't i don't do this whole physical health thing very often but this episode is clearly about our old man bodies our old man stories and if i could share with you if it's okay that i you know part of the reason that happens to you and others is again exactly what you just touched on it's not knowing your body and when people get hurt in anything whether it's CrossFit or anything else, it's when like there are little cues like that and you don't slow down or you don't go, I need to scale this, right? And and I've had people come into CrossFit who like, they think they're gonna do as much as me like right away. 
And, and it's, it's not even because I'm stronger than them. These people are very strong. But the point is, like, there's a lot of really specific stuff. And a lot of things are about mobility or about flexibility or about muscle, you know, muscle sort of uh, habits, right? And, and I think that for men, a lot of the time, we, we make up for lack of, this is a fact, and I'm sorry I'm men's health lecturing you, but I'm literally recording this episode from my flexi desk, which is a standing desk, which I highly recommend. It's, I got the 36, sorry, I got the 42 full inch version, which allows me to have two big monitors. Anyway, guys, get yourself a flexi desk. It's rated for 6,000 pressure filled up and down movements. Um, did I tell you about my flexi desk? Okay, I digress. Back to the- we, we, you, you told me about your flexi okay. desk. You're all about so the here's flexi the thing. desk. No, but seriously, let me, let me help you. Because the reason that happened, again, it's learning our body, but also men rely on their back to make up for lack of core strength. Another way to say it is as we get more of a beer belly, it doesn't even mean we have to have a lot of weight. You just like, when, you're, when your abs and your core isn't strong and you're not relying on that, you naturally rely more on your back. It's like that posture where you can see someone like leaning forward just a little bit, right? And that happens over time. And so one thing that I try to do with the standing desk is when I stand, this is gonna sound crazy, but you squeeze your core and you squeeze your butt, your glutes and your, your glutes and your abs mutts should be holding you up, mm-hmm. not your tailbone. Got to keep your glutes and your abs. Got to keep that uh, core tight. The, core yo, tight. Get your core, core tight. tight. Get your core tight. Sean T here. Get some water, everybody. Get your core tight. <laughs> you got to keep your core tight. No, and I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's one thing that I probably neglected is that I haven't been working on my core or anything like that. So you're right. Your back just kind of comes up and it, 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 it it's kind of like anything, right? I think even though this is applying to us working out or exercising this applies to anything in life like just because i'm sitting down and playing chess for the first time doesn't mean i'm the best chess player in the world i got to learn the basics got to build that strength that yep. that core is different when it comes to chess because you're you're learning core chess moves mm-hmm. that are going to get you going forward but yeah i shanti yeah. get your, your core tight get your core tight get your body up get your body up um yeah, Sean T knows what he's saying, and uh, yeah, it is about tight core, tight glutes will make up for the back. So as you like work back into it, just like, you know, especially men, you derive so much of your endurance and your stamina and things just from like kind of like having a having a you know you feel like you're in shape, you know, and it's not even about whether someone looks like they have abs because I certainly don't. It's about having a core that can kind of hold your body up, hold your frame up, so you're not relying on your joints and your and your lower back or your knees or whatever those things are. When people lock out positions they shouldn't be locking out or overly rely on them, that's one thing that CrossFit teaches you that I really like. And I learned a lot of this over the last few years of my life because basically doing exercise became a requirement for my mental health. And and you know you learn like everybody when they bend over, like a lot of people don't do it in a way that's good for their back. You know, and, and we learn about like proper squat formation and, and CrossFit is all about relying on the strongest muscles in your body, your shoulders, your core, your butt, and really like your, your quads, you know, your, your th- it's about learning how to like all the weight is always within like your frame in a way where you don't bend over in a way that should cause injury. And when you find yourself, you are doing that as weight increases. Those are the cues you learn. So anyway, that's okay. CrossFit preacher over. I've told you my old man's story. You've told me yours. You show me mine. I'll show you yours. What else should you and I bond about here while the viewers, while the listeners listen in and wonder how they got lost enough on the web to find this podcast? That's true. When they when they sat down and they thought it was going to be about coffee, tech, and chess, uh, they were they were mistaken. Right. <laughs> oh, well, I do have a coffee. coffee I do have a, a coffee purgatory story, mm-hmm. if you'd like. Hit me. I'm so ready. So I'm kind of in po- coffee purgatory right now. And if... Remember, purgatory is kind of like I'm in 
heaven and hell at the same time? Isn't that what it is? Or I haven't chosen yet? What, what, what does purgatory mean? We might need some wiki. I think it's like you haven't chosen yet. I'm going to look it up. Some purgatory definition. We'll start calling it purgatory. says, a place or state of suffering inhabited by the souls of sinners who are expiating... Expediting. Ex, ex, no, expiating their sins before going to heaven, having a quality of cleansing or purifying. I think it's before. It's kind of like when you're in the in-between. Interesting. I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh... It's an indeterminate uh, may, state. Maybe yes, I used the wrong word. <laughs> here's, what, here's what's going on. Yeah, probably. Here's what's going on. So a, a week ago, actually, no, actually, it started with this semester re-kicking off. I'm now driving in um, one of my friends, her, driving in her daughter every day to school, and, and she's uh, one of Nash's friends and whatever. And so we drive in, and um, when I go over there, she's got a cup of coffee, right? Um my friend, her, Ellen, Ellen, yeah. and she's got Wait, a cup of coffee. No, she's she's like a year or two older than me, but it's okay, and it's it's it. freshly brewed. But you you know darn well yeah. where I'm going with this. It's not it's not yeah, our coffee. It's certainly not blue bottle. No. It's not French press. It's not. It's you know, and so it's a Keurig, isn't it? No, it's not a Keurig. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I'm so it's so funny you said that because you just you totally psyched out where this is going because here's so here's the my purgatory is is in between this car ride and the office because guess what my office partner's just bought for the office a, a, a Keurig. okay so <laughs> of course they did so here's here what is let's let's let the listeners give feedback on this what do I do here do I force my butt up a half an hour earlier to make sure I get my single cup of Joe that takes that extra effort that you know I want. And of course, when I taste Blue Bottle, like at this point, if I don't have it for like two weeks, my eyes like roll into the back of my head when I have it, right? I mean, it's that good. It's like, it is everything the body needs. Okay, no Neo. Did you get a subscription, by the way? Did you get a subscription? Uh, Yes. No, I have not to Blue Bottle. I want to. Um, okay. But I, I okay. was I was using Blue Bottle as an example of the good coffee, the good stuff. Good right? coffee. I yeah. have I have not gotten a prescription yet, which is what I need to do. I need to get a subscription. Um, I like how you called it a prescription. Yeah. It, it basically is a prescription. You know, I got a I got a sickness, and the only prescription is more cowbell, more Blue Bottle. I need it. <laughs> well, you know, I'm in the I'm in the same state because I've been getting up. I've been getting on the connector. I'm going into the office more, which is why I'm actually in the office now. And there might be a little bit of background noise. But um, what's interesting is I've been waking up at like 6:45 a.m., showering, getting on the bus to come over at like 7:30, like real early. But like I'm trying to squeeze every minute of sleep. Which crunches out the coffee time, essentially. So when I get into the office, they have like a horrible coffee or I have to go pay a bunch of money to get Starbucks coffee, which is just a tad bit better, but it's further away. So it's like very oh my God. hard. And I'm like, I don't know what dude, to do. Dude, I try to get same, up and make the coffee. We're in the same place. We're in coffee we're, purgatory. We're in the same right purgatory. Now. We are. I mean, you're, we are. Because here's what happens, right? I get this, Joe. I almost take it out of obligation, but I... It, uh, Sometimes I was like, oh, man, I don't even care how crappy this is compared to my coffee. I'm like, hey, I'm going to have a cup of coffee on the way in. Like, this is so appreciated. And I get to, then I get here. I start work. I do whatever. And you know what's calling my name? That Keurig in, in the office for it. The yeah, office, yeah. the company, the company kitchen. So I. You know my dirty secret? You know my dirty what, secret, Danny? Dirty? So when I'm at home, this often happens is, is. I'm on my third, fourth cup of coffee, yeah. and I just go, oh, I don't want, I don't want, I don't got time to make the break. 
and actually make a whole nother cup of coffee, which doesn't take very much time. I have a secret stash of Keurig. Yep. See, I knew Terrible. everybody I who's own a, a coffee it's in our building. snob, like there's has their own little dark secrets like this. And you and I are airing out our it's dirty laundry bad. today. <laughs> it's, it's bad. And and then when I go and get it, it makes me feel bad inside. It makes me feel like we're a Dude, terrible Dude, that's person. how this coffee, like, after it. taking it from Ellen's so house, bad. makes me feel. I drink it. I get to the office. Mm. And then, like, if I ever get back in the car in that day to do some errands or if we're going to get lunch, I always look. I look at that coffee cup I left in the car, and I'm like, look at you, Dan. You become a construction worker who's sucking down water coffee. Like, I, I don't feel oh, good yeah. about it. I'm, I'm, in, oh, a, I'm yeah. in, a shame, I'm in a shame cycle. I need to get out of the shame cycle. You know what you could do? So here's like what I've been planning because I have my work set up here and I have a big standing desk. Again, big fan of standing desk. And I'm finally set up. I've been actually thinking about what if I just bring in an electric kettle and what if I bring in, just buy a grinder, right? Just buy a grinder. They have hot water here. Actually, I could just go and do a little pour over, just something very simple, maybe an AeroPress. I'm not sure whatever is the least amount of cleanup. I'm, th- I'm thinking about going to that extreme because like you, you're now at the office, but what if it was at your desk at the office, right? right. So you didn't even have to leave your no, desk. No, if I had a hot it, water, boom, the like water one of those there. like electric ones, right? I need to get the thing you got me, but with the electric kind. And then I had a little they hand press. Like, like I'm yeah. looking at, I'm, I'm literally like looking at my desk right now, kind of visualizing the setup that I can. So you're right. I, I, I could... And at some point, I need to. I need to take that game to the next level. And um, you know what they make? What you need to get yourself? I've seen these. I had a coworker that used to do this. They have a like nice mug, like a, a hot mug, right? It's like a sixteen ounce mug, and built into the top of it is a French press. That's amazing. Like it, it's some like thing. I, I've seen it before for like tea and other things, but there's this other one that like you can do and it like has a French press on the top of it, so you can make your coffee and then boom, and then it's like that's good almost to go. like having that's like the what, person who invented the peanut butter and jelly in one bottle. That is <laughs> that is exactly that's the level of genius. These two things they go together. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what does so. go together: me and you, Motsi. me and you, and this podcast. Whether it whether we end up talking about CrossFit or coffee. I'm here to stay, babe. Yeah, good. Good, good, good. We surpassed the 40 mark, now on to 41. Next week, number 42. Um, it's been crazy. I can't believe it's almost been a year since we started this podcast. What Can are you, you going to get me for our anniversary? I'll get you some. Well, I'm going to get you something. It'll be a surprise. We'll <laughs> unveil it on episode 52. <laughs> As if you need to ever get so. me anything in your entire life. You're like a, you're like... You're like an angel philanthropist of items I didn't expect to come in the mail. Um, <laughs> but anyway, no, we're, we're going to, I guess we're going to wrap up this podcast here. It's a good stopping moment. A little short today, everybody, but we apologize. Of course, doesn't matter. Hopefully you still love us. Leave us, leave us some feedback, what you think about our coffee purgatory. Honestly, I want to hear, maybe you have your own coffee yeah. purg, purgatory story to share, but we've all been there. Uh, find Mots on the internet because he's famous, and uh, and I'm gonna go do some chess shows. Awesome! We'll have fun. Tell Urshel I say hello, and I, I miss will. him. He doesn't know who I am, yep. but you can definitely tell him that. Yep, I will. Um, I'm gonna link to the show. You're doing what an amateur hour right now? Yeah, no, it's actually hilarious. Uh, I love that you say that because I'm the guy that does that in my in my content room the other day. One of our coworkers, one of Actually, one of the first person I hired for the company, Pennywork, one of my favorite people, does a lot of our video media. Anyway, he was going to meet like an old employee of ours who he's become friends with just sort of randomly in this world who also knows me something different. And I told him like, hey, when you see Roger, give him a hug and then hold it about five seconds too long where he's kind of like a little curious. Where is this going? Then release it. Look right at him and whisper. That was from Danny. 
and just yes. and just like <laughs> see what happens. And he's like, oh my God. and I'm just like, literally make it as awkward and weird as possible. Like tell somebody you don't know that you miss them and love them. That's the kind of thing yes. that I'm talking about. That's the best. All right. All right. Yes, that's what I want. All right, buddy. Well, people know where to find us. Go to blunders.fm. Subscribe. Leave feedback. Let us know. Write us a note. We would love it. Yeah, tell us, tell us about your coffee sitch. Well, Danny, I hope you make it through the day. I hope that you enjoy that Keurig. Um, and I'll talk to you next week. Peace out, buddy. Love you.